Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back with our special 2019 year-end retrospective series. Before we begin, if you're a fan of the show, please take a second to subscribe and rate the podcast. We'd love to keep Top 5 Disco going and growing, and your support and engagement will help make that happen. Last episode, we ranked and discussed our top five favorite concerts of the year, and this episode, we're going to be ranking our top five favorite songs of 2019. Here we go. Okay, so last episode, we talked about and ranked our top five favorite concerts of the year 2019. This episode, we're going to talk about our top five favorite songs of the year. The one caveat is, just like last year, we're going to do our top five favorite songs that are not on our top five favorite albums. Essentially, just an idea so we can talk about more music, more artists, more songs that we love that weren't necessarily on those favorite albums. Right, and with the last episode, we did not know at all what our top five favorite live shows are going to be. But just so that you know, we both had things to say about the other's picks and whatnot, we have, about two weeks ago at least, uh, shared with each other the top five favorite songs that we picked. We just have not shared the order in which we put right. them. So I know what songs are on his list, but I don't know in what order. I don't know which is number one, number five, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So there's still an element of surprise. Yes. But, uh, so why don't we go right into it? Our top five favorite songs of the year 2019. I can start this time. Okay. My number five pick is Blink-182's The First Time. <laughs> okay. Don't laugh. <laughs> okay. My number five pick is the song Rylan by The National from their album I Am Easy to Find. Nice. My number four pick is No Drug Like Me by Carly Rae Jepsen. My number four pick is also No Drug Like Me, Carly like Rae Jepsen. this happens to us. The yes. number four slot. <laughs> Uh, my number three pick for my favorite songs of the year is Cellophane by FKA Twigs. Cool. My number three song for 2019 is Tenderness by JSOM. Beautiful. My number two favorite song of the year is False God by Taylor Swift. Oh, wow. Okay, awesome. Uh, my number two favorite song is When the Party's Over by Billie Eilish. Wow. And my number one song of the year is Anti-Gravity by These New Puritans. And my number one favorite song of the year is the song No Land by Buke and Gase. Amazing. Okay, let's start with my number five pick. Against all odds, it's The First Time by Blink-182 from their new album, Nine. First drink of the night just to get me right. The first line of the day, I know I got it all wrong. First pill that you drop only sets it off. Not believe it myself that this song made my top five songs list. I know you kind of chuckled in the beginning. Uh, my, my chuckle was more <laughs> a a, uh, a thankful <laughs> that this was so low. of air that it was number five and not higher. Okay, but still, I mean, this is my number five of the year. Okay, yeah. give respect. So I can't believe it myself, but it's not because Blink One Eighty Two are a pop punk band or because they're a band of my adolescent past. Because I don't really believe in guilty pleasures. I don't believe of growing out of bands. I just sort of go through phases. Fully agree. I proudly love Blink One Eighty Two. I would still consider them in my list of favorite bands, and I would love to do a full podcast series deep dive on them one day. Yeah. 
Love Blink. The reason I can't believe that this is here is because Blink-182 are not the band they used to be. No. First and foremost, just like Bare Naked Ladies, yep. actually, Tom DeLonge, the other founding member, uh, lead singer-songwriter, co-lead singer-songwriter, guitarist of the band, left the band about five years ago to dedicate his life to alien research. Which, by the way, have you been keeping He's up? He's actually working with the government. Yes. It's crazy. Good it for him. crazy. Aliens exist. Yes. <laughs> um, and he also is still working on this other band, Angels and Airwaves. Um, so Tom left the band, and the Blink-182 still stayed together somehow. Back in 2016, they released California, a new album without Tom, and they replaced him with Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio, who uh, Alkaline Trio are, are good. They're fine. Yeah. Sorry, that uh is not about yeah, Alkaline no, no, no. Trio. I mean, it's about it took his place, his and outside voice. of a few songs, California is an awful album. Mm. Terrible, terrible overproduction, cheap and lazy songwriting, auto-tuned to hell, a lot of yeah, yeah's and wah, wah's, like <laughs> awful like pop-punk yeah. tropes. And Matt's voice just does not work with the band. It's no. just so awkward. The same thing happened again this year with their new album, Nine. Mm -hmm. And at first, I hated it. Again, it's like the album is so overproduced. Yeah. Not just the guitars that just sound too clean. It's just something's wrong. Way too shiny vocals. You can hear auto-tune on every voice. Not just like the the um, intentional auto-tune. You can hear it when they clearly can't hit the notes. Yeah. But for whatever reason... This album grew on me. Yeah. This song, the first song in the album, the first time, just hit me all of a sudden. I fell in love with the song, and I started falling in love with the album. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe it. It doesn't make sense, because still, the overproduction is terrible, like, mm -hmm. throughout the record. But the difference here but is songwriting that songwriting-wise, songwriting it's so much stronger. The experiments are more successful. Stronger than, than California. California. And Matt kind of sounds better here. He okay. actually has a few songs he sings lead on. And I actually was like, okay, that's a pretty good song. And that no, was not no the case in California? He was just kind he of was a He was more of a background, background. side guy. Okay. He maybe had one or two, or uh, just one. So anyway, one of the reasons this is on my list. So, okay, my first caveat. These top five songs on my favorite uh, list, these are the songs, no question, that I played the most. Got it. That is just it. Okay. These are not the best songs of the year. These are not the songs that I think are the most important or the most lyrically important. These are just literally my favorite five songs. And actually, you know, we said at the beginning, the caveat is they're not on our favorite albums. Sure. These still, these would have been my five, I think. Okay. Over, you know, anything on, on our future albums. Got it's it. just these number five songs I just listened to over. These are the songs that once I heard, I would have entire car rides hour long just over and over and over again playing these songs. So I didn't love a ton of rock music this year. Not mm -hmm. a lot of the albums I listened to really hit me in a rock sense, but this song, the first time, really scratched that itch for me. It starts with this huge opening guitar riff and that drum explosion. Travis's frantic anxious drumming yes. skittering still his snare rolls travis oh choppy, my god he is such a good drummer break beat almost I, exact break beat and actually there's a song later in the album that's actually like a break beat so that's it's very cool. cool um the guitar work in the verses that comes in is really great it's a dan, oh dan, yeah dan, so my dan, favorite oh, part of this song is the before all the damage securities yeah yeah and, and but they never travis, comes back i know which it's is too bad that's like my I, favorite I totally part. agree and then but it basically is a, it's a very well-composed song. I like the pre-chorus, and I like the second pre-chorus, and then the chorus, taking all the meds, sleeping with her friends. That's so Blink-182, oh, by I the way. I love it. Taking it's, all the meds, sleeping with her friends, find out in the end, ain't nothing like the first time, stuck inside her head, jumping in her bed. It's just like very... Yeah, it is, but I, I love it. And then there's like this final punkorama guitar slide at the end, that yeah. last chunky yeah, chorus yeah. with the straight-ahead Travis beat. I just fucking love this song so much. You don't seem to care that much. It's not that... I, I mean, again, I, t I basically just said the part that i like yeah. outside of that it feels like a blink 182 cover band 
that to me it does i really yeah you said it already i hate that mark's vocals Sound are so auto-tuned and awkward the verse melodies like meh they by the way they ripped off their own song you know you and i, I always I hear i, you know, I know it's, it's first funny date. it's usually it's, it's first me. date no but what i'm saying is that a lot of times you know we have arguments or whatever because you think that a band ripped off another band. For some reason, it's worse to me. I don't know. M- maybe when a band th- takes their own melody. You're you're just thinking like that first date kind of part. Exactly. It's the first night. Da, da, there ain't nothing like forever. the same. Yeah, and it sounds like honest. Let's make. This may last I, I know forever. There, there's a song on California yeah. that is a straight ripoff of the rock show, which I can't stand. This didn't bother me as much. Yeah, not a ton to say. I just, this is such a great opener, such amazing drumming. It brings me back. And again, I'm not saying in a cheap nostalgia way. I just, I love Blink-182 and this really surprised me. This is a great song. I love Fair this enough. Song. All right. So my number five favorite song of 2019 that was not on my favorite albums of 2019 uh, is Rylan by The National. Is it easy to keep so quiet? Everybody loves a quiet child. Underwater, you're almost free. So. Clearly, the fact that this is on this list means this album was not on my top five albums of the year. We'll definitely talk more about that, about their album, I'm Easy to Find, uh, on the next episode. I did not like that album. This was the main standout to me. And what's crazy is that when I kept hearing it, I was like, this is the only song that kind of sounds like classic national song. Do you know what? And I found out, yeah, 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 they had this song for like over 10 years, could never get it right, finally got it right, quote unquote, for this album. Yeah, it's like a true love waits moment for yes, Radiohead. Yes, yeah. so many bands have that kind of thing. But, you know, classic national drum beat and that sort of, you know, important sounding piano. The verses are very bare. I like in the second verse that it, this album in general incorporates a lot of female vocalists a, and a lot of different ones, not just one or two or whatever. So the second verse of the song is sung by this trio of females, which adds a really nice element to it. But the best part of this song, the reason it is on my list is the chorus of the song. I don't know why every time it just, it lifts me up. His voice sounds so good. His, I mean, Matt Berninger's rich baritone yeah. and the drums are the two things that always, that like have always been my favorite parts of the that national. Is, well, that is like That's the their na- sound, yeah. right? Uh, I just want to quickly say, I'm glad you put this on the, on your list yeah. because it did make me re-listen to the song, re-listen to the album. And this song is helping me on my personal national redemption tour because not only was the album so bad, that was one of the worst concerts. Right. Of Josh, my and year I, Josh and I seeing saw the national. the national. I couldn't believe how boring it was, which is so unfair because I think people will use the word boring when describing the national, which I do not agree with. No. The recorded discography for the most part I find no. exciting but and this intimate. This album is so yeah. innocuous and they played so much. Much yeah, of it, it was live. a hard listen. You're just yes. like, oh, it was, right, it was a hard watch. <laughs> but but yeah, this this song, the additional singers actually are cool and enhance yeah. it. Unlike at the show, they felt sort of distracted. You you already said it. I mean, I love the chorus. The orchestral strings at the end yeah. make this super cinematic that four note descending guitar line. Ding, ding, yes, ding, I love the guitar that comes oh in at God. the end. In that chorus, though, it's something about staying on that one note. 
Is it easy to keep so quiet? Everybody loves a quiet child. And that quiet child, the chord that comes in underneath, oh my God, that gets a, me every time. I mean, I don't know if you've looked into the lyrics or know what this is Yes. About. This feels like uh, sort of someone battling with suicidal thoughts. Suicide. It's also, there's a line about, say that you're a, per- a pervert, you're a vulture, don't you want to be popular culture? And that's like, is this also about like school shootings that uh, kind of right, thing there's right, it's right. all this you know introverted damaged child like, yeah underwater you're almost free yes. if you want to be alone come with me yes. rylan we can take the quick way that's out the thing, though. It, and, uh, that's another reason why i love the females that sing it it sounds like such a like they're sirens it's like seductive like oh, we can take the quick point. way out uh, you can turn blank white in a blank white house. Uh, if you want to be alone, come with me. But it I, becomes like, more redemptive or like optimistic at the yeah, end. Like you Rylan, try to you get, try to get some, some sun. sun. Exactly. There's a little bit of hell yes, in everyone. It's, it's, it goes back and yeah. forth. But um, yeah, it was between this and another song, but there was something about that chorus yeah. that I couldn't leave off this But list. like I said, like this is actually helping me because after I listened to the song, and I really do dig this song. This, I'm is, glad. this is a good pick. I'm glad. I went back to the album and I do like some of it. I think no, the opener, You Had Your Soul With You. Yeah. Um, Light Years the, is that yes. the closer Light Year, a good song. the actual song I Am Easy to Find has some moments and there's one long. song the middle section is oh my just god like, there's so, so many bland. like five to six minute songs yeah. where I have listened to this album a bunch of times I can't even tell you what those songs I just don't care I just picked up this actually because of uh, your pick here I picked up the CD and it came with a DVD of there's like a movie that oh, Mike Mills directed, that, which that is mostly amazing. So maybe oh, you haven't watched it. Yet? I haven't watched it. Yet, I've heard but great I wonder if that, that will help me appreciate the album. right with but, Alicia Vikander. Yes, who's a great actress. Yeah. Um, but as it stands, I'm really glad you picked this. this the, the drums, especially the snare rolls, the whirring atmosphere, the doomy piano chords—you call them important. Yeah. it's a really special <laughs> song. Okay, next we're going to talk about our collective number four favorite song of 2019, Carly Rae Jepsen's "No Drug Like Me." So No Drug Like Me is from Carly's new album, Dedicated. And as soon as I heard this song, I knew it was going to be one of my favorite songs <laughs> of the year, easily. Yeah. It is not an easy feat to live up to her last album, or albums, Emotion, one of the best pop albums of the decade, and Side B, her sort of B-sides collection afterwards. The album does not, in my opinion, live, live up, up to that. Okay. But this song really does. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I uh, I got into this album. This is actually the first Carly Rae uh, Jepsen album that Which I listened to. Which is interesting, and that's kind of a mistake well, because I I know the song "Emotion" and I love that. Song. I think that's song. like her, her best song. Yeah, could be. Um. So I don't know that album, but this is the first album that I got into, and it's a good album. I mean, it's like very. Me and my friend Manny have the same sort of take on Carly Rae Jepsen where he's like, well, maybe he's a little more extreme. He's like Carly Rae Jepsen is like cupcakes where like you have one or two and you can't have any more. It's just like because a lot of her sound is so. It's just so. Carly Rae what, what, is what, the what queen am I to say? of feeling and heightened emotions, like, I, hyperbolic a, crushes. I'm about to say that it's like so much pop, but not in a bad way. It's just like this album has like what 15 songs. I don't know how many songs. It's just you maybe listen to the bonus track. It only has like oh 12, maybe but. okay. Well, it's just like one after another. So many of these sort of sticky melodies. Great 80s production, and yeah. yet for some reason, 
towards the end on like first few listens it's just like it's too much for uh, me uh-huh. at least there's a song called too much which is great it's funny actually it's yes nice um but anyway after listening even more and more great album a lot of great songs uh she's a great artist this song yeah this and the first song julian were like standouts to me oh a- and um, as well as uh the third song oh now well, that i found you oh for me I it's um uh, everything he needs that song is so piano cool. based yeah anyway no drug like me this song yeah i mean we're both <laughs> eager to talk about it it opens with this soft like distant electro throb Muffled, yeah yeah and just carly's sparse emotional vocal performance i actually you know what i'm thinking about it i could have put carly ray on my honorable concerts too because i saw her this year uh-huh. and she was so much better like charlie bliss so much better than the last time i saw her she commanded the stage her vocals were incredible she was fucking killing it yeah um but but this song sort of starts very quiet and hushed and kind of sexy yes. um Take me to the limit oh, and hold so nice. me down And then there. the beat Great starts melodies. to kind of come into focus. You can sort of hear it becoming more mm-hmm. clear. The pre-chorus with those reverb finger snaps. Blurry eyes, worry eyes, Blurry eyes. so intoxicated. <laughs> the echoey soundscape just builds beautifully. And then the chorus oh. is so euphoric. You've seen me in the card yes. with this song. Bang, bang in the steering bang wheel. in the steering wheel or banging on my heart. There's this stuttering synth bass. Yeah, it's this wubby, right. and that's like to me the best type of club pop. I don't even know what you'd call, but like that sort of '80s darker thick, thick bass. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get into the groove uh, by is that or let's what's the Madonna song? Into the groove. Into the groove. Yeah, yeah, like point. that is yeah, like yeah, a very yeah, yeah, similar. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about the darker kind of club pop that i love what's interesting about this song it's it's in four four but it feels kind of more exotic because of the juxtaposition of the shuffle of the drums and the synth line is sort of not out of time it's just like choppy choppy that's exactly that's exactly right yeah that kind of thing um it's just so the you said it already the chorus melody is orgasmic and it's so sexy yeah the octaves in the chorus you know she's like on her in her falsetto and also i think either it's her voice or someone else's and i love the syncopation of and if you make me feel in love then i'll blossom for you just that kind it's and I just want to talk about yeah. The, yeah the lyrics here. Or I don't know if that's what you want to talk no, about. No, no, but go ahead. Comparing love to being to a drug and being addicted has yeah. been done before, right. you know. But often it's about the subject, like oh you're you're my drug, like yeah. I'm so addicted to you, like Kesha's your love is my right, drug, right, right, Justin right. Timberlake's push your love girl, the weekend can't feel my face when I'm with you. But Carly flips it on this song that she's the drug that you want and it's addictive and she knows it. And I fucking love that. That is yeah. such a clever That's spin a on point. it. You ain't tried no drug like me. I also I love how she sings that. It's like very whispered in the background. It's such it's a seductive. Well, yes. It's such yeah, a I mean, well-crafted song. And the lyrics are sexy. If you make me feel in love, I'll blossom for you. Mm-hmm. If you make me open up, I'll tell only the truth. There's all this sexual imagery there. When your mouth is running dry, keep head high. Hold on, baby. You ain't tried no drug like me. Like, oh man, <laughs> that I, it's, says it all. It's so sexy. This is such a perfect song. I didn't love the album. It's a good album, but this song is yeah, it's addictive. One of the best pop songs of the year. Okay, next we're going to talk about my number three favorite song of 2019, "Cellophane" by FKA Twigs. I That we had. Didn't I do it for you? 
So I heard this song a while ago. It was actually uh, her comeback single back in April. She released this after like three years without music. Whoa! This was the single yeah. from this album. Yeah, and it's First the closer. Single. It's the closer. That's interesting. And like when I heard this, I immediately fell in love with this. That's like, a brave single. So to put out. yes, I'm so glad. Well, I hope you like it. But yeah. Because I don't, I don't use Spotify or streaming that much. Yeah. Much. I kind of forgot about this song. This was again back in April, mm-hmm. and then just last month she finally released the album, um, of which, like you just said, Cellophane is the closer. The album is Magdalene, and when I heard it again, all those feelings rushed back. I mean, I had listened to it so many times back in April, and then yeah. I just sort of, oh my god, what an amazing vocal performance. Yes. I mean, what a special, so special expressive. song. So expressive. She's so... And the thing is, I don't know FKA Twigs that well. I only know the song Pendulum outside you of this one. you know Two Weeks? That's no. her big hit. I don't think album. so. I mean, maybe... Pendulum's a great song. Maybe if I heard it, but yeah. I don't know if this is her in general or specifically this song. And I don't know any of these three artists that well, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's got very, to me, Tori Amos, Kate Bush, Fiona Apple vibes. Yeah. Yes, Am I right definitely. There? <laughs> this sort of jazzy, artsy, singer-songwriter. It's, it's, it's something about her, the way her vocals. Yes, her, I need, her I, need, I, mean, I really want to talk about these vocals kind of in depth. Yeah. First of all, this is, like you said, a, a bold and brave move for your first single because this is such a sparse and vulnerable emotional piece. Yep. The way she sings these lyrics just breaks my heart. Didn't I do it for you? Why don't I do it for you? Why don't you do it for me when all I do is for you? This so breathy, emotional, so fragile and tense. It sounds like she's ready to explode into tears constantly. It's so pained. The sparse piano and that additional affected piano with that riff. And then you get these like hushed beatbox vocals. Right. And they get more and more impassioned. You get these ambient swells that come in and out of your ears. Um. And when she goes into that falsetto, I just want to, I, I yes, can't do it. Yes. And obviously, it's way more pretty than I just did it. No, for sure. But, oh my but god, it's, it's pretty, but it's all. It's not. I'm not going to say ugly. No, but I it, know exactly what you mean. She, what's interesting about this song is that like it's so sta- raw. It starts. It's so raw. It starts in this sort of regular whispered register. Yeah, and then it gets more intense and starts to bend yes. and creak and crack. Like yes. you said, it's kind of ugly. And then she goes into that high falsetto. And then the Boom. beat comes in, and yes. it's just, it just this song builds so but well. But I also love every as as stanza. Says, All wrapped in cellophane. Oh, there's that weird. There's this like crazy production it's, swell. Well, that, it's this crinkling yes. of like cellophane. It's it's such oh, it's brilliant. I didn't even think of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, just with the lyrics that you were singing and saying before along with her vocal performance, it's just this like, it sounds like she is so in her head, circular thinking. It's just like, didn't I do it for you? Why don't I do it for you? Why won't you do it for me? When all I do is for you, they want to see us, want to see us alone. It's just like over and over and over again. And it just sounds like this crazy introspective. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Like the mind uh, just spilling out on the floor, which I'll talk about that. Yes, I know. (laughs) There's a lyric coming up, but uh, yeah. Again, I can't believe, I mean, this is, I need to listen to the album. And yeah. I'm very curious to see, does this sound like it fits with the album or does it sound like this it's on This is out, a little out of place. There's bigger production and more. It, it's a really interesting album. I don't love it as much as her last, okay. um, but this is the clear highlight. I mean, it's it's the closer and it, every time it ends, I'm like, this is too short. I need to listen to it again. Like I said, I've listened to this song so many times. So gorgeous. All right, next, let's talk about my number three favorite song from 2019, the song Tenderness by Jason. We've built the city that we're sinking in. 
So this is off JSOM's album Anak Ko. Um, this was actually the first song. I think this is the first JSOM song I've ever heard. <laughs> she got some buzz a few years yeah, ago for her last her. album. I, like, Same. She's this a name. The first song she, I heard yeah, as well. it's just you know she's kind of been floating around in whatever Instagram feeds that I've been <laughs> seeing and whatnot. But on my birthday, actually, my friend Zach just kind of put this on. I was over at his place. And on first listen, I was hooked. It's such an interesting song. It's such an interesting, uh, it's interestingly composed that the first half, the entire first half, it's very muffled. This awesome syncopated triplet drum beat. It's, it's, yeah, it sounds like an 808 or Casio, yeah. Casio keyboard yes. drum beat. Yes. And you this, actually, what I really like about yeah. this section, she has this guitar effect oh, that sounds like a piano. She's making it oh, sound like oh, piano I, I know what chords. you mean. I know what, yeah, it, it's on it's this like tremolo vibrato oh, it's so thing, nice. but it sounds so nice. Her melody is so good and beautiful hushed vocals. Tell me, did you fall in at first glance? Do you think Wait, you'll the best take part, a chance? We built the city in oh, yes. oh my god, that but is such also, a good line. Do you think on the weekend I could know? It's like every, honestly, every melody on this song is so good. And then it just cuts and it's almost like, wait, is that the end of the song? And, and then, then boom, that drum fill yes. explodes this song. But it also into, just, the production opens up into this clarity. I just need to say, Adam, this is now one of my favorite songs of the year. That's amazing. I'm so happy oh, you I'm introduced so this to me. I'm so glad you feel that way. This song is amazing. I... At first, like that part I was saying, I did like it. Yeah. But that sort of uh, lo-fi bedroom pop thing that Jason well, does the thing. is it's not also, my favorite genre. You listen, last last year we talked about Soccer Mommy. Yeah. You know, we've talked about Phoebe Bridgers and whatnot. Jason has a very similar hushed voice that even I, I will admit, had issues on her record with it did not it almost felt like her voice was way too lazy mm -hmm. for some of the intensity of her song so I'm, I'm glad that you feel i'm obviously this is like one of oh my, my favorite God. songs of this year when but, the drum fill comes in and yeah. it explodes into this immaculately produced yes. smooth sexy jam it sounds so steely dan Ooh. and prefab sprout because it, it is bit very too. it's yeah it's jazzy exactly it's got that yeah, it's got the eight it's but it's so slick like yes. everything sounds perfect those little sonar blips oh my god the sonar blips the slinky bass, which is so yes, nice at times. The, bass is the so shiny good. guitars. It also reminds me of Natalie Prass's last record. That sort of funk. Yes, no, uh, I feel that. Strut. Um, maybe you were going to bring this up before you haunt me on the screen. We've talked about in our Weezer series cool ways of talking about modern technology. Mm -hmm. I oh, love that yes. talking about social media stalking. Yes, 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 haunt yes. me That's on the screen. I never, I haven't even looked a, into is that. Is a much better way of saying that. Yes. I also, I love the album art. I yeah, I love the album yes. art. I love the music video. I've clearly become oh, obsessed with this song. Clearly, I, I haven't even it watched It is like the video. this glamorous, awesome. psychedelic, late 70s, soft disco music. We have not talked about the chorus, which is so catchy. Holy shit. Yeah, this melody. That's what I mean. Every melody I'm on this song. feeling like we just begun. Oh. Nothing's ever good enough. Tenderness is all I've got. So beautiful and so shimmery and, and sexy. What's so 
interesting about the song is that it almost has a verse that just doesn't have vocals on it. It's like all the verse vocals are in the first sort of muffled half. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a period of uh, instrumental, instrumental, which is very cool. The band then, sounds great. Yes. Or, then there's a I hate the band, but yes. is it just Jason? I don't actually know. And her name is actually uh, Melina Duterte. I She's think, um, Filipino. Yes. Um, because I think she records most of the stuff on her own in her bedroom. I mean, that the, the no, genre bedroom, the bedroom pop, pop yeah. I think she literally records the stuff. I'm not positive about that, but sure. it's so impressive. The that's end the case. when the bass and the drums, it like goes up onto the ride cymbal. It's yeah, so well produced. I'm so glad that yeah. you're into this I, song. I'm, it's so catchy. Yeah. It's one of my favorites of the year. I'm that's so glad awesome. you introduced me to me. It's Absolutely. So good. Next, we're going to talk about my number two favorite song of the year, and that's "False God" by Taylor Swift. Just as you thanked me for getting you into tenderness. Oh yes! I'm not going to say this is my favorite, one of my favorite songs of the year, but this is a great song. I'm so happy to hear you say that because I've been a Taylor Swift fan for a while, yep. and I've I don't know. I would love to do a podcast on her one day, maybe in the future. I have a lot of thoughts about her. I have a lot of different albums, an interesting discography, an interesting public persona. Obviously, mm -hmm. obviously, we want to talk about music more. But anyway, I just want to talk about this song. She put out a new album this year, Lover, which was mostly great. Mm -hmm. I think if it was whittled down, it's way too long. It could have been her best album. It's too bad. She has no editor. Was the lead single the one that... Me. One of the worst songs oh, she's God. ever put out. I can't even... Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's just talk about False God. <laughs> sure. I have never really found Taylor Swift's music sexy. Yes. But this song is so fucking sexy. The production, number yeah. one, Jack Antonoff who's having an incredible decade. I mean, he's produced Taylor Swift, Lana Del Rey, Lord, St. Vincent, he, and all these albums are oh, wow. incredible. Not to take away from these amazing women writing this music, but his production is a really integral part of these sounds. Mm -hmm. The sparse beat, the soft, warm synth, oh, God, the tasteful that synth, yes. saxophone riff, which outside of Carly Rae Jepsen doesn't happen that often. Yeah, And the electronic textures and vocal samples that you hear Oh my God. It builds this world I've never been in in a Taylor Swift song. I was at, okay, so you just answered. I was going to ask you, does she have anything? N no. I don't know the song Blank Space. Okay, that so 1989 well. is an album of hers two albums ago, um, which does have a lot of 80s sort okay. of synthy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not, not Blank Space, but like style. And there's a bunch of 80s synthy, but this is just like, it's just a different level. Okay. This is so good. These are also some of her most creative vocals and her vocal delivery in terms of like her off-kilter vocal rhythm yes. is very love, new for yes, her. I love works. that the verses are just this one note and yeah. then the pre-chorus. thing yes. That this could work, remember when I said I die for you. And then, oh my God, when she does, and the rogue is turn and It's like, that is so, <laughs> that's so not her. She is a great singer-songwriter, yeah. but for the most part, she sings on on tempo like yeah. she sings very easy and this is for her just such an interesting song and it works so well and i love that the contrast between the roll gets hard and you get lost when you flip blah blind faith to the we might just get yes. away with it 
just that like going from extremely talky and rambly to just very straight and that chorus chorus is amazing it's so beautiful i i like the way you pointed it out the sort of back and forth and the difference in the vocal style do you hear those sax clinking oh my god we might talk about (laughs) sax clinking later in another uh episode later but um but it's so cool yes I just cannot believe I've, I've talked to I have a lot of friends who are fans and they don't understand I'm like False God is no question the best song on this album maybe her best song ever and they're like yeah. what, do you, what, do you, what they don't agree I, I, I don't know why people don't understand <laughs> lyrically yeah this is a song about the religious experience that is makeup sex mm-hmm. and I find that such an interesting topic for yes. her to cover and I think using religious imagery to talk about sex is bold and risky and could have been corny to me, it no. totally works. Religions in your lips. Oh the, altar the altar is my, is my hips. hips. Oh my God. Yeah. Make confessions. We're begging for forgiveness. Got the wine for you. Like sacrament. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's a false God, like the love that they have, we'd still worship this love. I love that. I think that's a great lyric. And I love little lyrics. She is such a great lyricist through and through, not just this song. Right? Yes. She's an amazing lyricist. Little moments. I can't talk to you when you're like this. Oh, yeah. Staring out the window like I'm not your favorite town, but I'm New York City. I still do it for you, baby. She's trying to convince him. Yeah. Th- there, there's this palpable <laughs> sexual tension uh-huh. in this song. They're talking about she clearly loves this guy, and but they're sort of fighting, but the fighting she knows will lead to this mm-hmm. makeup. Set. It's crazy. That's I'm so proud of her. This is such a great song. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. Love. Oh, that's a great part. The and. trappy hi hat oh, comes yes. in in the second, in the second verse oh, and the second chorus is such a nice touch. Yeah, this is just a like I said, a world that she builds that I don't want to leave. This song I've played a million fucking times. And that last love—that oh. synth. It's a very, it's just, a pretty short song. Yeah, I wish short it was longer, sweet. but it was. I mean, yeah, honestly, it's like perfect as is. Yeah, that's true. I, it's it's always risky. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's uh, a perfect song, yeah. and I, I'm so glad she put this out and actually she played this on SNL which was really cool because this oh. is not a single at all okay. so I'm glad she knows also that yeah. this is truly one of her best okay and next my number two favorite song of 2019 is When the Party's Over by Billie Eilish and I'll call you when the Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Biggest star of 2019. And I personally, no idea how you what you think of this. I am so happy about that. Because that, that her brand of weirdo yes, pop is what's is popular. So popular. I actually really like bad guy when we all no (laughs) Uh, the album as a whole um when we all fall asleep where do we go uh yeah there's a number of songs on that album which are definitely you know the more poppy radio you know trappy kind of songs but outside of that there are some unbelievable compositions Uh, and uh 
first and foremost, when the party's over is is the top. There are a bunch of other ones that maybe I can talk about. I want to mention, point. like, she writes all these songs with her brother, who that also, also handles production. That's Phineas. also, to me, so special. It is cool. It's like, because a lot of pop artists We're sometimes... We're doing this podcast w- together as brothers. Yes. I mean, there's something about also, that. like, yeah. a lot of pop artists have other songwriters write for them, but the, for some reason, the fact that Keep a lot of family. It, exactly. Yeah. It's like Billie Eilish, the brand is really the two of them. Um... But yeah, this song, I I don't know if I heard it on a commercial or something. There is something about it that feels like I've heard it before, mm-hmm. like in a distant a distant memory. I don't know why. Um it is so we use this word maybe too much cuz then it devalues what it means, <laughs> but it is so special. The song to me feels so special, so important. There is so much sp- Base. I mean, her the whole... sparseness of the production here is the most special part of it to me. What I because love there's about no this... percussion, there's yes. no drum beat, there's no heavy pop synth. The music is just like you hear like a rich vocal choir well, and subtle electronic oh, flourishes. Yes. It's like cath- they're like cathedral harmonies yes. on this song. But even before we get more into this song, still her album. What excites me so much is that I mean, some people I've heard uh, have said that you know. Lord started this and I don't know Lord that well to be perfectly honest no but I just do want to mention yeah. my biggest barrier to entry for Billie Eilish is I find her a Lord ripoff oh okay so you're one of those people vocally <laughs> but I, I you know the I, production maybe is that's different. true I don't know Lord that well yeah um, but it's also unfair because they're two young women but they are similar it's that sort of breathy sultry ASMR type delivery that's just, of her uh, vocals is that really lord is very asmr too yes, that? that's, okay. that's like i feel like she she created it but okay. she, like, she popularized it all right so that that was a barrier to entry for me but i do yeah. want to say i'm really glad you put this on because i did really fall for this song okay because before i found i found billy's sort of sexualized persona. delivery and persona she's like very 17 by 17 the way. and it's so kind of say. off-putting <laughs> Because um, it felt like sort of a forced sultriness. Like the lyrics of Bad Guy are questionable. It's also her persona and her image seems so different to what it sounds like. Well, she's like this homeschool goth kid. Yeah. And also, every, I've never seen her live, but every live photo I've seen of her makes it look like she's jumping up and down screaming. And I'm like, how is that yeah, this, this, this music? Yeah, I don't understand it, does, it. It's a good point. But, um, but back to the positives. Yes. I'm so glad you put this on your list because this is really beautiful. This the production is, but I don't want to, you know, her voice yeah. is is gorgeous here. It it's, is. It's allowed to really breathe. Yes. And instead of on again, I'm I'm comparing it to Bad Guy. It's one of the most popular songs God. of the not, year. Not a big fan of that song. Nor nor am I because it's it's like she's using that whisper delivery in a way that feels creepy and awkward to me. And okay. this feels so nice and so rich and. I just, it's so creepy and ominous the way she well, sings. The, the whole album has a creepy bend yeah, to it, which is I'm also interested. cool. It's I'm like, interested in like checking ha- out the album. Halloween now. ASMR pop. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what you'd call it. The verses of this song, just a constant melodic ascent. Don't you know I'm no good for you? I've learned to lose, you can't afford to. Tore my shirt to stop you bleeding, but nothing ever stops you leaving. Ooh, uh, the little falsettos she does at the end or not coming. falsetto the yeah. vibrato I love that whisper and the chorus oh, I, say, I like it like that I like it like I love again the contrast of the ascending melody in the verses the descending melody in the chorus there's something about that chorus that is so familiar familiar mm. but it's addictive I, I can't hear it but um, you, I mentioned earlier that there's n- I really like that there's no percussion there's no drum beat heavy but there is this really thick bass 
or just yes. like the swell of bass yes. that comes in. No, it's so t- the production little things yeah. in the spaces are great. so tasteful. And in the second uh, verse, I love. And I'll call you when the party's over. I like the lyrics of this song too. Yeah, sort of that. Yeah, when the party's over, you're sort of either happy or sad. Something happens, something didn't. You're calling your friend I th- or calling a lover. Right. I, 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 think I, find suppo- it- I think it's supposed to be some sort of like the end of a relationship is like the end of a party. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just so tastefully put together. I read that this was their most difficult song mm-hmm. to record because of how many I layers. I mean, I think it's all or almost all Billy just recording over herself. That's and that's amazing. throughout the entire album. She's got a lot of nice harmonies. That's oh, just even herself. Those, like, those choral... Church yeah. choirs you're talking about as yes. well, her. I also want to point out again, I love the music video for this song. Oh. It's so creepy. She starts she drinks this cup of black liquid and it, while she's singing the song, it all starts to pour out of her eyeballs. Yeah. It is an amazing video and it That's works cool. so well with the song. It's not CGI. Yeah. It's like pr- practical effects. It was directed by uh, Carlos Lopez Estrada, who is a, a director who did blind spotting, one of my favorite movies of oh, last wow. year. Anyway, great music video that really helped me appreciate the song more. Yeah, it's, I don't, it feels spiritual. I mean, of course, I said cath- like cathedral, choir kind of thing, but there is just something about it. Is this the opener? It should be. No, it's not. That's disappointing. It's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, the opener is like a, a 15 second sound bite about her Invisalign. <laughs> and then, oh, that's in the bad guy music and video. And then bad guy comes oh, in. That's that, right, that's the second one. That's um, funny. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that this uh, that this that hit you in, in yeah. some way. It's it's. It was always. It was hard for clearly because this is on my list of top songs. This was not on my list of top five albums, but it was fighting because yeah. there is something. There's again, I mentioned it earlier. There's something that I find very important, and I'm glad that this is as popular as it is. I'm, and yeah. again, outside of when the party's over, there are a lot of songs that are very tasteful and subdued and not like bad guy, not, you know, you should see me in a crown, which is trap crap. <laughs> um, it's like, there's a lot of good stuff on here. I'm very excited to see what Billy does next. next. Yeah, I think, again, I speak for myself and for others that may see Billie Eilish as this big pop star you don't want to get into. I think I also, like I said, I had the barrier entry because of her vocals. And also just, you know, sometimes you don't jive with or want to check out the pop stars right now, but this really did excite me and I do want to check out her album. Awesome. And next, we're going to talk about my number one favorite song of 2019, Anti-Gravity by These New Puritans. Crazy. Uh, it I, is crazy. It's crazy that this is number... I mean, it's not that... It's a great song. I'm just like, for some reason, I assumed that maybe False God would yeah, be higher. Yeah, it it's funny. Like, a lot of my picks, Taylor Swift, Carly Rae Jepsen, Blink-182, not yeah. so much, but right. FK Twins, are, are, are pop stars. Sure. Or, you know, pop, pop yes. punk for Blink-182. <laughs> These New Puritans is this weirdo... Art pop. Avant-garde, neoclassical art rock band from uh, uh, England. Yeah. Um, that put out one of my favorite albums of the decade back in 2013. Okay. Field of Reeds was the kind of album that I just, I don't even know how I discovered it. I think it was one of those that I thought the album art was beautiful and mm. I picked it up and I was like, whoa. So incredible, so unique, so special. It was the kind of album that made me feel like no other music mattered. That happens very rarely. That you're listening to something so 
incredible that you're like, what's the point of listening to this? <laughs> That's how yeah. good that last album was. Fair enough. That was 2013. So I was eagerly anticipating their next album six years later, Inside the Rose. Um, they announced their follow-up, and I knew immediately I would love it. Um, I listened to the album. It's a good album. It's nowhere near as good as Feel of Reads, okay. but this song, holy shit. Holds Anti-Gravity. This is their fourth record. Like I said, this on False God. I immediately knew this was my number one album, okay. song of the year. No question. It was it was one of those times where I've said before, I listened for an hour in a car ride. When I heard this song, it was the whole day. It was a week of listening to nothing but anti-gravity. Oh my God. There's something about this song. I don't know what it is. It just builds this world. I'll talk about this. I talked about this in previous songs. I'll talk about this in my favorite albums. It's about the world that these artists create. And yep. these new Puritans create this world in this little song that I don't want to leave. It's, it feels to me, you say they create this world, it feels like the end of the world. Th- I love that you said There's that. There's something apocalyptic yes. sounding about this song. When I was thinking about the song and taking notes on it, I kept thinking that this was like a scary episode in outer space without yeah. remembering that the song title was anti-gravity. Oh, interesting. It feels yes. really outer spacey and dark and doomy. That's a good point. Yeah. It starts with this really dark uh, throbbing synth and this four note riff. Do, 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 yes. Do. Perfect. And then it's so eighties. Yeah. And then the most exciting percussion of the year outside <laughs> of black midi, which is a different kind of percussion. Yeah. I fucking love these drums. I don't know what it is about these drums. They, make me believe in music like like there's something so incredible about these booming floor toms or whatever they're using i think it's very because i don't know there's something about that it's symphonic well i'm just saying like honestly i mean maybe this is this is a little too ethereal for some people but it's like (laughs) drums and that kind of low frequency is such like a heartbeat kind of thing i think that's a good point it it literally physically moves you yeah gets into your heart yeah, and, and it's like it, right and it's very your own it's tempo. very like jagged the way that they play it and it's very and again tribal there's something tribal about it that's why it feels like this end of the world apocalypse like tribes have been created i don't and, know and, and speaking of that that's actually that's a great point i'm thinking of that context <laughs> of the sort of uh, doomy apocalypse there's these punctuations of strings and synths and choral gasps you're hearing this yeah. stuff in, in and out of your ears in this sort of stereo binaural sound mm-hmm. you do a great impression of someone who is lost well i'm lost too so let's get lost together i like that typically you maybe would hear that in sort of a romantic yeah kind of sense but when you hear it here it's this creepy beautiful we are lost together drifting through outer space yeah. as you said the universe is about to end <laughs> and i love it i love every time they sing that or never get up never give up never get up. Oh, oh my god yeah, that part is obvious repetition that fall i also really want to talk about a lot of my songs are very tight three to four minute songs they got the verse chorus verse, yeah, verse, yeah, verse, yeah. verse. this song the last minute of this song is fucking gorgeous it's an outro that reminds me most of their last album, Field of okay. Reeds. It's this beautiful, brooding haze. There's so much tension, but they let it breathe yeah. and evolve and sort of and it's dissolve. Kind of legato. Yes. Instead of ending with a bang or a climax or a final chorus, they yeah. just sort of let the song fall apart and sputter out yeah. into space. Super experimental. And just, yeah, over and over again. It's If you haven't heard of these new Puritans... I would really check them out if you're into more experimental music. I don't think th- this is a catchy song. Yeah. I don't think this is that weird. This is probably one of their catchiest. Okay. <laughs> but 
oh my god I, I i cannot believe this song exists i know i use that phrase a lot but like <laughs> this it was my song of the year no question yeah and so lastly let's talk about my number one song of the year no land by the band buke and gase So this was off of their 2019 record, Scholars. And Buchan Gase is a band, I don't know how much Josh and I have spoken about them before. I know that in our retrospective series, when we were talking about Johanna Warren, I was mentioning, for anyone that's trying to get into time signatures, listen to Johanna Warren and listen to Buchan Gase, because that's a big part of their sound and their songwriting and whatnot. So this album, Josh and I had been anticipating for such a long time, because their last years, album just, was 2013. Just like these new Puritans. Yes. And... Um, the album did not end up on my, uh, obviously, on my top five album um, list, but this song. Uh, number one? Number one. That, it's that makes it's me that, so happy. Yes, it, I was so I also, in my first few listens to the new Buchan Gase album, and we can get more into it uh, in our next episode, No Land was the clear and only highlight Stand for up. a yeah. long time. Yes. I was like, this album, I don't know, but No Land, I was like, holy shit, this is good. Yeah. They just immediately, we talk about world building, or I talked about it in These New Puritans. This, Gates, this song sounds like none other. They <laughs> immediately build this entire world around you. Yeah. And their jerky, strange beats is yes. like a staple of their sound. This but song, we do it's, need, yeah. it's, it's this beat that's in seven over this 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 four 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 two it's just like it's it's all over the place and then it finally interlocks together at some point i don't know you'll listen to it you'll know what People i mean talk about the genre math rock and they're typically <laughs> talking about like really fast and skittering technical yeah but this is pretty mathy in terms of but that's what holly i mean rhythms that's what i mean about Gase. they're so good with that yeah i mean just in general Bruch and Gase from brooklyn they're a duo aron dyer and aaron sanchez i just we just, they are so unique in yes. the world of music today oh my god this album we, again i'll say we'll talk about it later more is a, a very different album for them they yeah. typically leaned more on obviously their songwriting and their compositions are very strange but they were still kind of a rock oriented group this album is way more electronic beat based groove based yeah. which was very different for them and kind of off-putting at first yeah um, and it was not as compared to other, even though a big part of their sound has always been a mix of like these really pre pretty melodies and also these kind of ominous, jagged, angular, yes, dark. And that is still on this album. I think on first few listens, maybe I still even think this, it's not as many pretty moments. There's mm -hmm. not as many moments that I want to go back to. I definitely, I think I prefer their first two albums. But anyway, this song holds up to, I think, the other the other albums. I, I love it. Uh, there's something about, again, you were saying, Josh was saying that they build this world. There's like, I don't even know, not almost a minute of just this instrumental that oh brings God. you into a Roan, oh my, she's one of my favorite vocalists yes. and melody creators. Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I don't know how she does it. I do not, Me neither. These, these melodies, and I, want, I guess we'll specifically talk about yeah. No Land, are so catchy and so sticky, but so weird. Yes, and, and so, so angular. angular. And, yeah, yes, exactly. absolutely. But yeah. Um, but, the, but you were just talking about the <laughs> instrumental passage. Yes. 
you hear strings whirring, twisting, yes. stretching. There's this there, fluttering. You just this back yeah. and forth with these these just big bass notes, gase notes. We'll talk about that, <laughs> <Yes>. I guess, <laughs> maybe later. Um, Herky jerky verses, which I love. They by them. won't bend to your crown. You think you can truly suffer? Unmentioned, I swear all of you. Her voice is just so unique, and her delivery is so weird. And she goes all over the scales. Yeah. Then the beat completely cuts out, and then you get the chorus. The chorus, which this chorus, another contrast from verses that are very jerky and all all over the place, to a chorus that is no land no food no and the way i sing it sounds very boring but no it is perfect. it starts off just with her vocals and then the beat comes back and then you hear this hypnotic two guitar two yes. no guitar line buke the right the buke the bass ukulele they buke and gase baritone named themselves thank you named themselves after their instruments that they created yes which sounds weird but i mean this is one of the reasons why there's such a unique group out there by the way let me just say supposedly there are baritone ukuleles but there's something about they literally did just like workshop their own instruments to sound. They, they almost both have like a metallic sound. Yes, metallic. Absolutely. So they the literally like themselves. crafted these these instruments themselves. But this chorus to me is is everything. First of all, let me just before I even go into I guess the specifics musically. I like the lyrics of this song a lot. It's very clear that it's about immigration and the current administration. the refugee situation, the migrant there, crisis. There are so yeah. few. Let me just read these lyrics off. Fate won't bend to your crown. You think you can truly suffer like the million unmentioned there. I swear all of your sight, your life is fair today. And since you're royal, you're left to dream while couples drown and rejoin while they descend to knee. No land, no food no family i'm so glad you read that all because i also in my notes in front of me wrote down every lyric yeah. to the song and i also wanted to say every lyric yes <laughs> this is such an amazing and powerful song about like you said the refugee and migrant crisis but also the family separation and displacement yeah. you know brought upon by administrations it's it's insane and this song I'm not saying this in a bad way, but can contrast this to Coldplay's Orphans, which is about a similar topic, but he takes, Chris Martin takes a more joyous approach and optimistic approach about, yeah. I just want to go back and sure. have my life before this. This is about the darkness that is the situation right now. Yeah, and while not you're just sitting the, on your throne. Right, not just the people it's affecting, but the people who are making these decisions. Yeah. I love these lyrics. This is such a dark, foreboding song, and it matches the music and yes. the lyrics and so also, well. There's some again with that chorus, that sort of very no land, no food. It sounds like this like trudging mm. mantra kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And but also just musically, when this melody comes over the the gay notes basically they match up so well i didn't even realize until i went very deep into the song just to take notes for this podcast but the first chorus and second chorus use two different chords mm-hmm. and the the second chorus goes back to the in, the intro, intro yep. part and there is something with how the melody matches up with those chords and a harmony comes in it's like it's oh god it's so good I, there, nothing nothing else to say this song is my favorite you need to listen to buke and gaze in general and no land is a highlight of the new album absolutely so in terms of 
honorable mentions do you have any that you want to i have a ton but why don't you go first okay yeah because i actually don't have as many as i would have hoped for what i do have the one that was it was between this and rylan was the the song king of the dudes by sunflower being off of off of their ep from this year king of the dudes Dudes. uh the, the entire ep is very like Joan Jett, 80s rock callback. Even the the album cover their, looks like that. Their last album felt like they were doing sort of a 70s yes. rock thing, which is an amazing like album. Fleetwood Mac. Oh my God, 22 in Blue, great record. This is a very uh, a young New York band uh, like Charlie Bliss that is really impressing me. Um, and yes, the new EP is awesome. Um, King of the Dudes is a great song. Yeah. Um, Everyone Hides, the Wilco song off of, of their album from this year. Quiet Amplifier for me is yeah. no question. Yeah, that was uh, one of yours. An honorable mention. Yeah. Um, and the song Anak Ko, which is the title track off of JSOM's album. Did you I listen d- to it? I didn't it? say no, but I want to pick up the album. Because I, I mean, Tenderness it, is by is, far also is, an honorable mention yeah. for me now. It's definitely, it's a very good album. And that song, I can't really explain it. You just have to listen to it. Um yeah, and I'll, I'll keep it at that. Honestly, there weren't there weren't too many, and, and so, I'll talk about maybe some others. Yeah, so it's the opposite for me. I think I said at the beginning, or maybe in our first episode when we started the retrospective, that there were way more songs that I absolutely loved this year than full complete albums. So I have a lot of honorable mentions. That being said, I'm going to start with Charlie Bliss. Put out a great album this year. Yeah. It was an honorable mention um, there. Maybe that was a spoiler, but uh, Young Enough, the you know, title it's, track. It's so. F- I'm sorry. I'm. I'm stepping on your toes right now I, I there were two other songs on here that i was reading and i was like i don't want to talk about them because then it'll mean that i already Oops. said that the album's not on there but then i'm like we've been doing that the whole time anyway so i had the exact same thing on my list young enough the title track yes. from their new album young enough is amazing it is such an incredible vocal performance yeah. by eva the lyrics are so emotional and personal and the band builds so well around her yes. it is a powerhouse it's performance. such a well put together song amazing song also the other two singles capacity and chat room are great songs yeah definitely elbow one of my favorite bands of all time put out an album this year it was good the highlight for me is seven veils that song interesting is amazing it sounds yeah. like you didn't agree but like, no 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 it, it is good to me there's that, something that, about that album that just never fully translated compared to some of the other ones and sell the seven there's no mm-hmm. oh my god it's so beautiful julia jacklin pressure to party yes. oh my god amazing nice. song lana del rey put out an album this year that is topping a lot of people's albums list the song the title track norman fucking rockwell is an amazing song and the opener of the album i love that song you played it for me in the car it, it has gorgeous been great. i haven't listened back to it uh muna or muna however you pronounce them uh number one fan this could have and probably should have made my top five list but i sort of got into it too late i'm not going to put it on my list mm-hmm. uh thanks to sandy um who reminded me about this band and i got really into them this year that album also is incredible but number one fan holy shit what a great pop song pup put out an album this year yes and kids and free at last are amazing rock singles i said i didn't listen to a lot of great punk and rock music I actually, the album yeah. itself i don't love yeah but those two that. songs are fucking it's awesome. interesting for a little while i mean i guess i can call i can say it now but i didn't include it on my runners-up list but scorpion hill actually really? was on there at some okay. point yeah i love i don't know i love when it when it comes yeah. into the verse and that boom um yeah, go on. Third Eye Blind Ways. This uh-huh. actually was on my list at first, and I took it off. Uh, 
which is also maybe to some like Blink One Eighty Two. It's like Third Eye Blind. What? Yeah. Um, I got into Third Eye Blind hardcore this and last year, um, thanks to Andy and uh, Juliet, and they put out a new album this year, which was not great. But Ways is an amazingly catchy pop song that is doesn't sound like them at all, but I, I works so well. I love that song. Be- you right? Josh said that he you know he initially put it on his list, so when he shared it with me, I did start listening to it. Um, his voice again. I basically know Semi Charmed Life, yeah, which is an amazing song. <laughs> Um, his voice actually works very well with for the current pop production. pop production. To me, is kind of kind of cringy. <laughs> <I laughs> the lyrics say. are questionable. Yeah, but one of the one of the catchiest. And like I said, I listened to that song more number six, like more than any other yeah. this year. Hayden Thorpe, Straight Lines, mm. amazing song. One of my yeah. favorite songs of the year. I already mentioned Wilco, Quiet Amplifier, Quiet Amplifier. The last two songs I want to mention. One's an old song. One's a new song. Counting Crows finally recorded and put out their song august and everything after this year i'm surprised number one that you barely listened to it doesn't make sense to me and number two that it didn't make this list this song is incredible this song was written in the early 90s it named their most famous and first debut album august and everything after but they'd never put out a studio version until this year and it is so (laughs) incredible it is incredible for so many reasons Number one, I think we always worry that our artists, their voices won't keep up or yeah. we're seeing them live. And, and we definitely spoke about that yeah, with, we with did Adam Duritz With our Counting Crow series, but Adam's voice sounds fucking amazing on this song. And this is great orchestra and it's like an eight, nine minute song. And it's like, holy shit. I'm so glad this now exists in I the world. I am so glad that you called attention to that and i am so ashamed yeah me too (laughs) for all of my counting crows obsession absolute diehard love you were talking uh in the last episode about joanna newsome and how you have friends that are like oh i can't listen to it because it's not on spotify so yeah i will perfectly admit perfectly admit i will absolutely That's why admit you didn't listen to the song that much he only he counting crows only released this version of august and everything after on amazon music and for some reason i just like forgot about it because of that yeah. i like it just wasn't i just didn't like go to the app i just didn't listen to it i forgot that it came out this year oh, man. i'm just like oh, so man. number one I'm absolutely embarrassed and ashamed. Number two, I'm so glad that you brought yeah. attention to it because the one or two times that I've listened to it, it is amazing. I mean, it's such a special song that has been in their archive for I don't know how long. So, yes, thank you for that. Yes, My other yeah. final song, I told you it's an old song and a new song. The last song, this is good, going from Counting Crows. I want to talk about the new uh, Pine Grove song, Moment. Because Moment is an incredible single. I love this song so much. I only sort of threw it at the end there because their new album is coming out in January. Yeah. So hopefully it'll come out soon and, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll top our lists again uh, at the end of the 2020. Yeah. But Moment is such an exciting song for them. It is everything I love about them. His melodies, uh, Evan's melodies, their songwriting, the band, the drummings, the the frenetic energy of the skittering drum beats and the climax it feels of the- right off cardinal honestly yeah. it's such especially a great after song. coming out uh, after skylight which was a much more subdued, subdued album yep. it's also funny that you brought this up right after the counting crows thing because i remember like adam duritz through the counting crows instagram whatever like wrote on the pine grove thing like guys this song is awesome oh for a moment <laughs> yeah for great a moment con- exactly um and what's interesting about i have only listened to the, i think the recorded version of moment once and i saw it live <laughs> but that's it's i have I had a purpose it's not like my idiocy with with August and everything after you don't want to I don't I don't want to go into an album 
knowing one song super well so that as soon as that comes up i'm like oh i've heard this already That's i, I fair. like i, I like hearing similar, it as, as a as a full listen. i have a similar rule will i only listen to two singles before the album drops i don't want to know five songs already yeah. from the album but i hear you have a more yeah. even more uh, strict approach yes and so lastly um one that i could have said earlier when i was talking about mine it decided not to uh used to be lonely by Whitney, they came out with an album this year that was fighting to be on my album list. I which, didn't listen to it at all. I yeah, know. that's I fine. remember their last album, No Woman. I actually didn't. The song's No Woman. Right. I only knew. I only know that song before this album. I really like the album. It's got very fall vibes, and I was getting into it during fall. It was. It was about to be number five. Clearly, didn't make it. But used to be lonely was to me the standout track. There's a, a lot of good ones, but I would definitely suggest giving that uh, a listen. Once again, so many great songs this year. And again, Adam, thank you for introducing me to a lot of these songs, especially Tenderness. Oh my God. Uh, Love these songs. We'll listen to these for the rest of my life. Uh, Can't wait to talk about albums next. Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part two of our 2019 year-end retrospective series. Now that we've ranked and discussed our favorite concerts and songs of the year, tune in next episode where we each rank our top five favorite albums of 2019. But before that, we want to know your favorite songs of 2019. Which songs from this year will you be listening to for the rest of your life? Which were your biggest jams? And which songs resonated with you on a lyrical level? Reach out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Top 5 Disco for behind-the-scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, rating and reviewing Top 5 Disco on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen is always appreciated. And don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco.